0: We are reading um, some <laughs> interesting parts of the Bhagavatam. The first chapter is basically a list of names, a <laughs> uh, description of the future manus that will come yeah, well, in future from at least the time that this was written. Um, and so I suggested that you just read the translations of the um, many verses that describe names of people that you may not be familiar with or you may be if you know a lot of history of uh india or of you know uh the vedic history uh because there are people that are you know um well let's let's just say you know um, uh, let's say in verse number three this is chapter 13 of the eighth canto so 8 13 2 so um, You know, Sikhudev Swami starts. The pre- this is in one. The present Manu, who, who is named Shraddha Devi, is the son of Vivishwan. We know Vivishwan, the, the sun god. And Shraddha Devi is the seventh Manu. And then we hear about Ikshvaku, who's mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita, as one of the sons of Manu. Um, and so there are, you know, the Adityas, these are all names that are mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita as well. <clears throat> Some of the names you'll you'll recognize. Some of them you may not. And one one thing that's interesting um, to think about is that there are so many names are mentioned, and these are. I have to let in two more people. These are, um, you know, big people uh, when they were. Here, when they were alive in this in that present body, they were you know rulers of uh, 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 or you know scholars or whatever they were. They were in uh, famous throughout the world, uh, throughout the universe perhaps. And we just like read their names like just uh, one after another, one after another, and you see that especially in the names of kings in the ninth canto. And that's a meant; it's there on purpose. At least the ninth canto. I haven't heard if it, it applies directly to the eighth canto here, but we can think of it as such that all these great Kings are mentioned and the power of the time factor just sweeps them away. You know, just like there's politicians today, no need to mention names that, you know, that people are talking about every single day, this person and that person, you know, there's probably, you know, three or four that all over the world people are talking about that person, but you know, the time factor will come and whoosh. You know who talks like when I was a kid, everyone every day talked about Nixon. You know what a cheater, or you know after the Watergate incident, or this or that, or he wasn't so bad, or. But Nixon, Nixon, Nixon. Now who uh, who would think who wakes up thinking about Nixon, (laughs) right? So that's the nature of the uh, the time factor that it is. It represents Krishna, and it is so powerful that. Everything goes by the wayside by the time factor. That fancy new car that we brought, that we bought, and we're so attached to, and we're waxing it and, and washing it every week. Ten years from now, twenty years from now, it's, it's sitting in a junkyard, a- and that is the time factor. That is the time factor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I was thinking about that. Even someone that I really adored. My mo- my mother, for example, I really had you know great affection for her and she did so much for me and and this and that. And she died in 2001. Do I think about her every day? I can't say I do. Um, although, you know, I, I do think about her at times, especially on her birthday or this or that, or I remember or something. But it's not like it's an everyday occurrence. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean I don't love her. It just means the time factor. Excuse me, but it's getting a little warm in here, you know. This off. that's the heat factor um so something to think about in these chapters where we're kind of cruising through the uh, names quickly that that is the uh, nature of of time mritu uh, sarva haras chaham right Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that death um I, you know, he represents all devouring death. Not that he, yeah, not that he's a mean person, but that it's just a factor, a fact in this material world that everyone, Jatasya hi, Dhruvam Janma, cha Krishna says in the Gita that for one who takes his birth, death is inevitable. And the next line, less people understand, and one who dies, Uh, next birth is also inevitable. (laughs) Not everyone grasps that fact. So now if we go to verse 11, okay, of the 13th chapter of the 8th canto, O king, when the period of the 8th manu arrives, Savarni will become the manu. Uh, And so manus are these um, great progenitors of mankind. Like I said, they're very um, important people. In the uh, cosmic sense, uh, Nirmoka and Virajaksha will Virashaka will be among his sons. purport. the present reign, not like R A I N, but R E I G N, is that of Vayavasvata Manu. According to astronomical calculations, we are now in the twenty-eighth yuga of Vayavasvata So. Listen, each Manu lives for 71 Yugas. And 14 such Manus rule in one day of Lord Brahma. We are now in the period of Vaivasvata Manu, the seventh Manu, and the eighth Manu will come into existence after a few years. No, after many millions of years. But Sukadeva Goswami, having heard from authorities, foretells that the eighth Manu will be sovereign and that Nirmoka and Virajaksha will be among his sons. Shastra can foretell what will happen millions and millions of years into the future, in the future. So again, so you read this purport and it does sort of tend to broaden our horizons a bit, right? You know, we're thinking, uh, you know, when this class is going on till 12 o'clock, I hope I can stay awake. You know, an hour and a half seems like a long time or, um, or whatever seems like um, we get very caught up in the here and now, and here we're hearing that you know these manu's live for seventy-one yuga cycles, and uh, manu lives for seventy-one yuga cycles, so it's millions of years. It's a long time, mm. and the cosmic creation is is um, is much much longer than that. So our life. Is really like a lightning flash. Prabhupada writes, I've mentioned this many times in the Bhagavad Gita, that Lord Brahma's 311 trillion years of his life is like a lightning flash in eternity. So, that's a lightning flash, what is our life of 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years? It's, 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 uh, yeah, it's really. A short amount of time, and yet, if we can use our time well in this life by Lord Chaitanya's mercy, we can reach perfection. That which ordinarily could take so many lifetimes can be done in one lifetime by the mercy of Lord Chaitanya and Srila Prabhupada. So, uh, comments, questions, thoughts on the time factor as it relates to... um, what we
2: just read in verse number 11. Hare Krishna Prabhu, this is So it reminds me uh, you know, Lord Chaitanya's past time where Mukunda he incited the devotees to ask how long will it take before he gets deliverance and Lord said after a million births and he started
0: dancing. Right. Only a million births, that's fantastic. <laughs> And we're thinking, what? <laughs> and then, of course, Lord Chaitanya diminished it. But yes. Yeah, that's a. Um, so, you know, the, the the scriptures, you know, we're very kind of. Um, what would be the word like tunnel focused. You know, we're focused on, you know, the flat tire that we have to fix and, the, you know, taxes were due last week and, you know, this and that. And the Shastra kind of, you know, opens our eyes up to a much greater reality. And then. Our challenge is sometimes to find the uh, way to deal with that reality, um, deal with the here and now while keeping our eyes on the, uh, the goal and the eternal. Other thoughts. Okay, so then. If Prabhu, we...
3: can you able to hear me? Yes. Yeah, Prabhu. Um, so I when I was reading this, like. Um, uh, there was lot of in you know, a lot of menus. Lot of Indras are getting changed. Different persons are getting changed. Um, so uh, even like you know, I'm just trying to reflect on that. Like I see that Narada Muni's also had a previous life, and then his name was different. My question was: um, Is Indra? I understand it's a title. It's not a name. Uh, but like the names are get uh, are written here. Is it something related to the soul, or that birth?
0: It's the birth. Uh, they have the they have the in one sense they have the last name Manu, right? Um, but the first name is more related to them as individuals. But yeah, they're spirits. They're just souls um, like you and me. Uh, obviously, with a um, the birth that they took is of a very different nature than our birth, but. They are also Krishna's eternal servant. Does that make sense?
3: Yes, Prabhuji. yes, um,
0: some special soul. Do, 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 well, it, or, say the, every soul um, is special. Every soul is special.
3: Right. Uh, it, uh, is, are they in the cycle of uh, the elevated uh, life and yes. then uh, they're coming, birth, uh, taking birth, and again they might go back? Uh to on if, they've, of,
0: if they've developed bhakti, yeah, but they could go okay. down from uh, you know um, what's that Indra to Indra? That the smallest like particle or something? Yeah, they they can yes, even yeah, they can um, okay they can Thank be degraded into other they can go mm-hmm. into other births.
3: Yeah. Thank you, Prabhu. Anything else? Okay,
0: okay. so um, that was 11, and then we keep going, and a lot of, you know, um, well, the next verse is, talks about, you know, starts mentioning Bali Maharaj, who's going to be important to us, right? In the period of the Eighth Manu, man, the demigods will be Suttapas, the Virajas, and the Amrita Prabhas. The king of the demigods, Indra, will be Bali Maharaj, the son of Virochana.
4: Hmm?
0: Bali Maharaj gave a gift of three paces of land to Lord Vishnu, and because of this charity, he lost all the three worlds. Later, however, when Lord Vishnu was pleased because of Bali giving everything to him, Bali Maharaj will achieve the perfection of life. So we're hearing a little bit about um, Bali Maharaj. Prabhupada writes in the purport to 13. In Bhagavad Gita 7.3, it is stated, Manusyaanam sahasreshu kashcid yatati siddhaye. Out of many millions of people, one may attempt to achieve success in life. This success is explained here. Uh, Vadham Indrapadam Hitva Tata Siddhim Avapsyasi Avapsyati. Siddhi consists of achieving the favor of Lord Vishnu, not the yoga siddhis. The yoga siddhis Anima, Lhaghima, Mahima, Prapti, Prakamya, Ishitva, vasitva and kamavasayita are temporary the ultimate city is to achieve the favor of lord Vishnu. so yogis can achieve these some of these cities become smaller than the smaller a lot bigger than the biggest you know probably to be able to take things from far different places these are material cities but the city being mentioned here is is ultimately loving krishna the next verse says, with great affection, the personality of God had bound Bali and then installed them in the kingdom of Sutala, Sutta, which is more opulent than the heavenly planets. Maharaj Bali now resides on that planet and more, and is more comfortably situated than Indra. O King, during the eighth manmentar, the great person, and then it goes on to other things. So we're going to hear a lot more about Bali Maharaj later. So I ask you to read the translations. Um for these, and then we're going, I think there's one other purport I wanted
4: to cover in this chapter. Maybe I'm mistaken. Give me a second here to find it.
0: Nope, there's only two purports in the whole chapter. <laughs> so please read that uh, at your at your uh, leisure. Okay, and let me just uh, get my list of verses that I want to cover today. So then we're on to chapter 14 and verses four and eight have purports. So let's see. Chapter 14 is the system of universal management. We can read the, uh, the introduction says this chapter describes the duties allotted to Manu by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. All the Manus, as well as their sons, the sages, the demigods, and the Indras, act under the orders of various incarnations of the Supreme Personality. Of Godhead. At the end of every Chatur Yuga, that means four yugas, Chatur means four, right? Satya Yuga, Dvapara Yuga, Treta Yuga, and Kali Yuga, the sages, acting under the orders of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, distribute the Vedic knowledge and thus reinstate eternal religious principles. Manu's duty is to reestablish the system of religion. Manu's sons execute Manu's orders, and thus the entire universe is maintained by Manu and his descendants. The Indras are various rulers of the heavenly planets. Assisted by the demigods, they rule the three worlds. The supreme personality of Godhead also appears as incarnations in different yugas. He appears as Sanaka, Sanatan, Jagyavalkya, Dattrachaya, and others. And thus he gives instructions and in spiritual knowledge, prescribed duties, principles of mystic yoga, and so on. As Marichi and others, he creates progeny. As the king, he punishes the miscreants, and in the form of time, he annihilates the creation. One may argue, if the all-powerful Supreme Personality of Godhead can do anything simply by his will, why has he arranged for so many personalities to manage? How and why he does this cannot be understood by those who are under the clutches of maya. Well, to answer that question, the last question there, he gives other people service, that's one thing, but also he's very busy in Vrindavan dancing and associating with loving relationships with, um, with his pure devotees so he gives the the management he delegates as they say you know it's important in management right to be a, a good uh delegator right so he he delegates that those responsibilities to um to others
4: <clears throat>
0: he could do it himself but he does it himself by in one sense by delegation just like in um in the chain of command in a in the military or in um, in the workplace, if the supervisor delegates work and the work gets done very well, um, the supervisor's boss will will glorify the manager who delegated. And said you did a really good job of delegating. This is great. Your employee did really well, and they would congratulate. They would give credit to that person. Okay. So, good morning. Wow. Good early morning, Adam. It's uh, five in the morning for you, I believe.
4: Yeah, pretty early. Good morning, Prabhu. Good morning.
0: (laughs) So we are on uh, chapter eight, uh, Canto eight, chapter 14, and we're going up to verse number four. Hmm. Maharaj Brickshid inquired, Oh, most opulent Sukadeva Oswami, please explain to me how Manu and the others in each monument are engaged in their respective duties and by whose order are they so engaged. Sukadeva Goswami said, the Manus, uh, the sons of Manus, the greats, actually we will we, we'll go to, to verse four because we did read the introduction and uh, the summary and that gives you a pretty good idea. So here, text four, At the end of every four yugas, the great saintly persons, upon seeing that the eternal occupational duties of mankind have been misused, reestablish the principles of religion. In this verse, the word dharma and sanatana are very important. Sanatana means eternal, and dharma means occupational duties. From Satya Yuga to Kali Yuga, the principles of religion and occupational duties gradually deteriorate, right? So there's these four ages, and we are in the age of Kali. In Satya Yuga, the religious principles are observed in full without deviation. In Treta Yuga, however, these principles are somewhat neglected, and only three-fourths of the religious duties continue. In Dwarpara Yuga, only half of the religious principles are continued, Continue And in Kali Yuga, only one-fourth of the religious principles, which gradually disappear. At the end of Kali Yuga, the principles of religion, or the occupational duties of humanity, are almost lost. Indeed, in this Kali Yuga, we have passed through only 5,000 years, yet the decline of Sanatana dharma is very prominent. The duty of saintly persons, therefore, is to take up seriously the cause of Sanatana dharma, and try to re-establish it for the benefit of the entire human society. Hmm. So let me read that again. The duty of saintly persons, therefore, is to take up seriously the cause of sanatana dharma and try to re-establish it for the benefit of the entire human society. The Krishna consciousness movement has been started according to this principle, as stated in the Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 12, Kalaer kalaer dosha nidey rajan astiye ko mahang mahang guna kirtanad eva krishnasya muktasangat param brajat. And here is the Prabhupada is uh, paraphrasing the translation. Excuse mm-hmm. me. The entire kali yuga is full of faults. It is like an unlimited ocean of faults. But the Krishna Conscious Movement is very authorized. Therefore, following the footsteps of Sri Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who 500 years ago inaugurated the movement of Sankirtan, Krishna Kirtan, we are trying to introduce this movement according to superior orders all over the world. Now, if the inaugurators of this movement strictly follow the regulated principles and spread this movement for the benefit of all human society, they will certainly usher in a new way, of life by reestablishing establishing Sanatana Dharma, the eternal occupational duty of humanity. The eternal occupational duty of the human being is to serve Krishna. Jivera Swarupahoya krishnera Nitya Dasu. This is the purport of Sanatana Dharma. Sanatana means nitya or eternal, and Krishna Das means servant of Krishna. The eternal occupational duty of the human being is to serve Krishna. This is the sum and substance of the Krishna consciousness movement. So, a lot, a lot there huh, that um, we are eternal servants of Krishna. That's who we are, and it's not only who we are. That's who everyone is. And although it's Kali Yuga, by the Sankirtan movement of Lord Chaitanya, we can transcend the influence of Kali Yuga and we can help others transcend. And that's what this Sanskrit, what this verse is saying is, Kalo Dosha Nide Raja, my dear Raja, my dear King. Kali Yuga is, uh, Dosha means problems, troubles. Nide means ocean. It's an ocean of faults. But there is Eko, one Mahanguna, one great quality. And what is that? Kirtan, Eva Krishna the Kirtan of Krishna can give all perfection. Mukta sangha so um Prabhupada is, is acknowledging how Kali Yuga, and it's amazing, right? I mean Um, we see Kali Yuga kind of almost progressing in front of our eyes and this is only after 5,000 years and if Kali Yuga is supposed to last 432,000 imagine the corruption the mean heartedness um,
4: just prior to the end of Kali Yuga and then after that then Satya Yuga begins again it's cyclical um but we but it's you know we could be like the water
0: uh, or like the lotus flower right that is above the water um so we can be we can transcend um the influence of kali yuga but in order to do that Kirtanad eva krishnasya we really have to be absorbed in chanting Uh, being in kirtan and taking advantage of the gift that Krishna has given us of his holy name. So thoughts, questions, comments on this?
2: Hare Krishna Prabhu, this is Jivita Tudas again. So in these current times, we are actually in the golden age in Kali Yuga with the advent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Right. We have the fortune that we can engage in this sankirtan and the congregation chanting. It's going to continue for 9,000 plus years again, and then there will be the dark ages, Hare Krishna, as predicted in the Shastras.
0: Yes. Welcome, Henry, all the way from South Carolina. Looks like it's um, sunny there.
4: It is sunny here as well. It's lovely here. Thank you. Good. Good. Um, So, Anything else on this verse and purport?
0: So the next purport that I wanted to discuss was eight, because it touches upon um, the other three verses uh, before this that also had purports. Okay. So in eight, it says, in every Yuga, uh, this is uh, chapter 14, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Hrī, assumes the form of Siddhas, such as Sanaka, to preach transcendental knowledge. He assumes the form of great saintly persons, such as Jagdhya to teach the way of karma. And he assumes the form of great yogis, such as Dattatreya to teach the system of mystic yoga purport. For the benefit of all human society, not only does the Lord assume the form of Manu as an incarnation to rule the universe properly, but he also assumes the form of a teacher, yogi, ghani, and so on, for the benefit of human society. The duty of human society, therefore, is to accept the path of action enunciated by the Supreme Lord. In the present age, the sum and substance of all Vedic knowledge is to be found in Bhagavad Gita, which is personally taught by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And the same Supreme Godhead assuming the form of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, expands the teachings of Bhagavad Gita all over the world. In other words, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Hari is so kind and merciful to human society that he's always anxious to take the fallen souls back home, back to Godhead. So Krishna leaves behind this conversation that he has with Arjuna as a means to help people get out of the material world, right? It says here, um, uh, the duty of the human society, therefore, is to accept the path of. Uh, in the present age sum summon substance of all Vedic knowledge is to be found in Bhagavad Gita. And in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna clearly tells us that the path of bhakti, the path of devotion, the path of love, is the path to attain the highest perfection. And so, the speaking the Bhagavad Gita, what it is, was such an act of kindness. Uh, such an act of doya, of, of mercy to, to the world. Um, there's two words for mercy, Kripa and Doya. And Doya is more general, it's for everyone, and Kripa means uh, specifically. Mm, just like we pray to Tulsi Devi Kripa, Kori Koro Tare, please be merciful to me. Um, where, and then we hear the that Lord Chaitanya taught, you know, Jiva Doya, and more general, giving kindness and Krishna consciousness to the world, to the to the, all the living entities. So, um, and, and but it's nice to think that the Bhagavad Gita is an expression of Krishna's kindness. We may think of it as a philosophical book, as a really nice conversation, as a way to lead your life, even. But we can also see it as maybe in a more personal sense that it's, it's a gift given to us by God himself. Hmm. So um, some thoughts on this? Okay.
4: Um, Prabhu, just give me uh, two minutes. I just have to go do something. I'll be right back. Henry, it looks like you're walking in a very beautiful garden. You know it's my sister's backyard. I can't
5: believe what a beautiful house she has, and that they've been there about fifty more than fifty years, and the things she planted are so amazing
4: yeah, you had it was some sort of palm tree I saw that looked uh looked really nice yeah, what is that or oh, is that a palm? It is a kind of a palm,
5: but there's hundreds of different this is one that grows very well in South Carolina. And this is actually only about 20 years old. She's really, I mean, it really, really, really is amazingly healthy. Wow. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you. I feel very fortunate to be here in this garden. It's just, it's a paradise. It
3: looks so nice. So, so nice. (laughs) Thanks for sharing it with us. <laughs> Henry, it's all, you know, when you do anything with love, that's what happens. The magic happens there.
0: True, true. Oh, okay. Beautiful. Shikha,
4: back to the Bhagavatam. Okay. Um, so, we are,
0: uh, was there anything else about the Bhagavad Gita?
4: Your thoughts on the pizza Nandi we haven't heard from you all day. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna.
0: Now we've heard from you. <laughs> How are you?
4: Doing well in the sunny
0: weather. Yes, it's sunny here, also. It's gonna be in the 80s today in DC. All right, then let us um carry on. Um this is a very short chapter. Uh, well, we can go to the next verse. Let's see. People in general are bewildered by the illusory energy. Is that true? Oh, my God. Yes. And therefore, they try to find the absolute truth, the personality of God, through various types of research and philosophical speculations. Nonetheless, they are unable to see the Supreme Lord purport. Whatever actions and reactions take place for the creation, maintenance, and annihilation of this material world, are actually brought about by the one supreme person. There are many varieties of philosophers trying to search for the ultimate cause under different names and forms, but they are unable to find the supreme personality of Godhead Krishna, who explains in Bhagavad Gita that he is the origin of everything and the cause of all causes, Aham Sarvasya Prabhava. This inability is due to the illusory energy of the Supreme Lord. Devotees therefore accept the supreme personality of Godhead as he is, and remain happy simply by chanting the glories of the Lord. So, Krishna says in the Gita, I don't reveal myself to everyone. So, someone might say, Well, why not? <laughs> okay. uh, oops, I just lost my place. Um, Right? Why, why not? Why, why does Krishna, you know, withhold himself? It's because that's not what we want. If we really want God, God wants to reveal himself more to us than we could, than we have a desire to see him. But we have, um, many people in this world have no interest. Some people have mild interest. It's a spectrum, you know. Some people have a medium amount. Some people have a great amount. But it's that loyam or that desire or loyam is sometimes even translated as greed um, for Krishna's mercy, for God's mercy, that is the price to pay for um,
4: <clears throat>
0: for having an intimate relationship with Krishna. Um, and so approaching him here we're hearing approaching him just like in a philosophical way and trying to think, is there a god is there not a... maybe it's it's very different than approaching um krishna with a bhakti with with devotion now it is important that we become philosophically strong and philosophically um convinced it's not that we want blind followers that just say, no, no, don't think, you know, uh, what what was Bob Dylan's song, Don't think twice it's all right. (laughs) Yeah, don't think about it. Just just worship Krishna. That, you know, that um that isn't why Krishna compiled the Bhagavad Gita with with all the logic and reasoning and and or the whole Bhagavatam was spoken or Prabhupada translated all these books, 84 volumes. So being philosophically convinced is important, but it has to go parallel with bhakti, because you need the bhakti also um, um, to understand anything in this world, practically speaking. I mean, really, you know, who really understands their profession? The person that loves their profession. Now it may not be exactly bhakti, but you know what I mean, the person who's really into their profession, right? Um, and when you're talking about a teacher. At least traditionally, the, the teacher who finds, uh, you know, like every professor at a university, not every professor, <laughs> professors at universities, they find a student that really, really digs what they're doing and read everything that they've, you know, and, and they're, they're going to give so many, uh, they're going to spend extra time with that student they'll do whatever they can to help that student get a job in the profession and they'll do so many things if they see that that person really is showing interest and this in the vedic tradition with guru and disciple when the disciple is really sincere and and enters into a mood of sharanagati with the guru and this is any spiritual master or your martial guru or your you know um Cooking guru or whatever, you know they'll get you know when there's a reciprocation of of we could even say surrender or 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 sincere inquiry tadvidhi vidhi pari prashne na then the teacher gives so many blessings. So when we um, that's why Prabhupada says in the beginning in the introduction to the Gita, at least theoretically, while you're reading the Bhagavad Gita, accept Krishna as God. And then you can enter into into it, so it's it's uh it, it is a scientific process of uh, hypothesis, experimentation, conclusion, but the difference is that instead of you know the, the the experimentation being on you know on a test tube or something out there we, we're expecting on ourselves hmm. And so this verse is saying, you know, um, just, being a, just being a philosopher without any bhakti um, and trying to search for the ultimate cause without hearing scriptures, without um, talking to sadhus, it's going to be very, very, very difficult. Unable, Prabhupada says here, to understand Krishna as he is. Because in the Bhagavad Gita is explaining himself as he is. And the Bhagavatam goes into so much more detail about that. <clears throat> so this inability is due to the covering of Maya, covering of the illusory energy. And it's it's we're covered because we want to be. We um, talked about this before, that the mind is a perverted reflection of the spiritual world. In the spiritual world, Everything's focused on Krishna. Everyone's focused on giving him pleasure. The mind takes that reality and looks at the reflection of that reality and says, yes, there's someone in the center. It's not Krishna, it's you. Or your extended you, right? Your your clan, your your family, your, your sports team, your whatever. But, there's, but they all extend and from that identification of me and therefore wanting pleasure for me instead of pleasure for Krishna so any questions, comments on that?
6: Hare
0: Krishna Prabhu Ananda yes, yes Ananda
6: so this is a nice verse Prabhuji just wanted to add a little bit um, that uh, we hear um, from uh, commentaries of Aishnamacharyas in uh, Srila Prabhupada's purports also, that uh, unless one uh, takes the help of uh, genuine uh, spiritually inclined souls who can guide them, uh, this can be really difficult to come out of the effects of uh, what is being called a, a ropes of illusion or illusory energy. Prabhupada would say that meaning of uh, guna from the verse, Devi Esha gunamai, which you referred, meaning of guna is rope. And we all conditioned souls are tightly bound by the ropes of illusion. Yeah. So a person being bound like this, <clears throat> he cannot free himself. He must be helped by someone else who is unbound. And And because the bound cannot help the bound, the rescuer must be liberated himself. So um, therefore, the Supreme Lord or his uh, representative, the bona fide representative, which we know as the spiritual masters, they can help us. They can release us, the conditioned souls. And without such help, we cannot be freed from the bondage of material nature. And bhakti yoga, we are talking about this devotional service can help us. Uh, get released and Krishna himself who is the lord of the illusory energy can order this un- insurmountable energy to release all of us Yes. so that is out of his causeless mercy and for that like you have been uh, nicely explaining surrender is needed and uh, so with some shraddha some faith we can really get on this journey of surrender and with the help of devotees, and with, of course, affection, Krishna is most affectionate to his devotees, because of his uh, uh, parental affection for living entities, Um, he will help us throughout this journey.
0: Thank you, yes, the bound cannot untie another bound person, or um, in the 13th chapter of the first canto, um, one who's in the jaws of death cannot Release someone else who's in the same jaws. (laughs) Uh, Narada Muni speaking to Yudhisthira Maharaj, kind of chastising Yudhisthira Maharaj. So thank you for that. Yeah, that's, that's a nice way to put it. You have to be saved by someone who's free. Yeah. Thank you. Beautiful. Okay, anything else on this? So just note how much emphasis we put in this purport about Bhagavad Gita. What an amazing book it is. Okay, so um, that was a short chapter, right? 11 verses. <laughs> like, whoa, it's all pretty. So we've been through two chapters already today, my dear devotees. So now, Bali Maharaj conquers the heavenly planets. Okay, um, and because we're not going to read all the verses, we'll read the summary. This chapter describes how Bali, after performing the Vishvarajit Yajna, received the benediction of a chariot and various kinds of paraphernalia for war, with which he attacked the king of heaven. Not the spiritual world heaven. Difference, right? All the demigods being afraid of him left the heavenly planets and went away following the instructions of their guru. Maharaj Priksit wanted to understand so this is a conversation between Maharaj Briksha and Sukadeva Goswami. And he wants to understand how Lord Vamanadeva, an incarnation of Krishna, on the plea of taking three paces of land from Bali Maharaj, took everything away from him and arrested him. Sukadeva Goswami responded to this inquiry with the following explanation. In the fight between the demons and the demigods, as described in the 11th chapter of this canto, right? So that was back of the 11th canto. Bali, if you remember, the, the demons were defeated. So Bali is one of them. Although he's a great devotee, he's in the demon body. Bali was defeated and he died in the fight. But by the grace of Sukracharja, he regained his life. His guru brought him back to life. Thus, he engaged himself in the service of Sukracharya, his spiritual master. Naturally, you feel so indebted to someone, you'll do that. The descendants of Bhigu, now he's the guru of the demigods. Being pleased with him, uh, engaged him in the Vishrajit Yagna. Hmm. So, wait, uh, when this Yagna was performed, from the fire of Yagna came a chariot, horses, a flag, a bow, armor, and two quivers of arrows. Maharaj Prahlad, Bali Maharaj's grandfather, gave Bali an eternal garland of flowers. Can you imagine having? an eternal garland of flowers. Think of how much that would save the temple financially. (laughs) But seriously, an eternal garland of flowers, very cool. Um, And Sukracharya gave him a conch shell. Bali Maharaj, after offering obeisances to Prahlad, the Brahmanas and his guru, spiritual master Sukracharya equipped himself to fight with Indra and went to Indra Puri with his soldiers. Blowing his conch shell, he attacked the outskirts of Indra's kingdom. When Indra saw Bali Maharaj's prowess, he went to his own spiritual master, Bihaspati. Yeah, I, sorry, I said Brigu. I was confusing Brigu with Bihaspati. Bihaspati is the guru of the demigods. Told him of, uh, he, and he told him about Bali's strength and inquired about his duty. Vihaspati informed the demigods that because Bali had been endowed with extraordinary power by the brahmanas, the demigods could not fight with him. Their only hope was to gain the favor of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Indeed, there was no alternative. Under the circumstances, Vihaspati advised the demigods to leave the heavenly planets and keep themselves somewhat invisible. The demigods followed his order, and Bali Maharaj, along with his associates, gained the entire kingdom of Indra. The descendants of Brigumuni, being very much affectionate, being very affectionate to their disciple, Bali Maharaj, engaged him in performing 100 Ashvameda yajnas. That's like the special kind of sacrifice that gives you all kinds of pious credits. In this way, Bali enjoyed the opulences of the heavenly planets. So this chapter talks about his victory. Okay, so we have um, very few purports until 28 and 31. Um, So since we read the summary, we can go straight to 28. Brihaspati, the spiritual master of the demigod, said, Oh, Indra. I know the cause of your enemies becoming so powerful. The Brahmana descendants of Bhrigu, being very pleased by Bali Maharaj, their disciple, endowed him with such extraordinary power. Okay, purport. Brihaspati, the spiritual master of the demigods, informed Indra. Ordinarily, Bali and his forces could not achieve such strength, but it appears that the Brahmana, Descendants of Brigamuni, being pleased with Balimaraj, endowed them, endowed them with his spiritual power. In other words, Bihaspati informed Indra that Balimaraj's prowess was not his own, but that of his exalted guru, Sukra Charja. We sing in our daily prayers, Yasya Prasadad Bhagavat Prasado, Yasya Prasadan, Nagati Kutopi. By the way, if you if you go to Mangalarti, that we sing this at four fifteen every morning in all of our temples. It is important if you notice this Sanskrit, the the first yasya it's a short a, and the second yasya yasya is a long a. And you need it, if you if you do them both short or do them both long, you ch- totally change the meaning, and it actually doesn't make sense. It's a, it's almost like by my mercy i become christian kind something lesson like that so um, so try to remember that yes yeah prasada prasadan prasado yasya prasadan nagati khutopi by the pleasure of the spiritual master one can get extraordinary power especially in spiritual advancement especially in spiritual advancement. the blessings of the spiritual master are more powerful than one's personal endeavor for such advancement the Thakur therefore says, Guru Mukha Padma Vakya Chitete Kariya Akya Arana Kariya Mane Asha. Especially for spiritual advancement, one should carry out the bona fide order of the spiritual master. By the Parampara system, that Parampara literally means one after another, or the chain of disciplic succession, one can thus be endowed with the original spiritual power coming from the supreme personality of Kadit. Then Prabhupada quotes the verse "Evam parampara praptam imam raja shayu viru. that this knowledge is gotten through discipline succession. So, this is um, this is interesting, isn't it? That um, even demons can get great benedictions if they please their guru. <laughs> So, what to speak of us? So, if we can please other devotees, and not only the group, but other devotees, if we can be in a mood of service to other devotees and follow their instructions, that's that's one of the it's like one of the secrets of bhakti. The secret of bhakti is to get the blessings and the encouragement from devotees who are more advanced than us. And that will make life that will make our spiritual efforts so much easier and it's not like devotees are like you know you you know okay you you know i'm gonna make it really hard for you to please me no the devotees want to give blessings to other devotees but at the same time we do have to um show our sincere desire for that yeah, I'm sure, sincere desire for that. Mm. So, and then later, Balimaraj seems to get in trouble. Of course, ultimately, he pleases Krishna, but he seems to get in trouble when he does something against his guru's desire. And so, the essence, and his guru is not a devotee per se, so it's. Um, the point being made here is just how powerful blessings are. That's, that's the, that's the lesson that we should learn from this. It's not just like, um, yeah, whatever. Um, Or, or I'm pleasing Krishna. I don't need guru, but actually no, pleasing the spiritual master and pleasing other devotees, not just the ones Diksha guru, that
4: attitude gives so many blessings. So some questions, comments, thoughts. Hare Krishna. Um, I had a thought because, you know, uh, I'm, I'm still like fairly new. I don't have a guru, you know, and not only that, I don't even have uh, other devotees in my, you know, physical proximity. Like these Zoom calls are, uh, you know. The closest thing I get and um it's so so like how does what's the best way to um accomplish that goal when you know you're not you're in kind of a secluded place and don't have uh don't have the luxury to go to temple every you know all the time yeah great question Adam um
0: There's, and of course, there's a multitude of ways to answer that question. I'm sure you know that, Adam. Um, and I know you know the answer, a lot of the answers to this because I know you're well-read. Um, one thing, and what Prabhupada would stress is follow their instructions. Right? And There's something called Vani and something called Vapu. Vani is the instructions. Vapu is the personal presence. And of the two, the Vani is more important or more, more powerful. That doesn't mean we don't seek devotee association. So I know you. I know you've read Bhagavad Gita. You've read the Bible, You know. You you know. In your case, you um, since you personalized it in your question. Um, there's so many different ways that you know chanting Krishna's name, reading Prabhupada's books, etc. These are ways to please Krishna. Offer our food to Krishna. Um, try to lead a pious life. Etc. Etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, So that's one very kind of totally true, totally true um, and somewhat of a pat answer, but it is totally true. Um, in addition, like you said, we do have Zoom. And um, I mean, I'm a nobody, but it's pleasing that you're on our calls all the time. Like uh, we have calls on Monday for the Wisdom of the Sages group. That is pleasing not only to me but to all the other devotees on the call, and that's a way to give uh, get with kind uh, blessings of devotees. You are you're always showing um, to our group. You're always showing concern and compassion, and checking in with them. Are they okay and things like that? That's a way to that that that's pleasing, right, Dana? That's pleasing to the uh, to the person that's being checked into, and that Krishna sees that and he says, "Oh." Wow, Adam just pleased my other devotee, uh Dana. Isn't that wonderful? Let me give him some kindness. Um some extra blessings. Um what else? Yeah, that, that those are those are uh, some pretty good answers. <laughs> Henry, you you went on video, did you have a thought on this?
5: well i have lots of wonderful thoughts this i'm i'm very pleased by this conversation yeah and i do like showing up is pleasing to the devotees and um you know we like we lo- we like to all be together so like showing up i think is a uh, a great way to please the devotees thank you and oh, and gosh. sincere desire sincere desire well, Krishna will know our sincere desire, and He will make the arrangements for us to advance in Krishna consciousness, and He will send the right devotee at the right time. Mm.
0: Good. Others: um, Nandimuki, Shushil, Jiva, um, Shakti Gopal. Any further thoughts on this?
2: Hare Krishna Prabhu. This is Jiva. Yes, Luke. um so many devotees when they are very much isolated they you know the current time technology becomes a shelter mm. so we can use youtube with so many videos and so forth to keep ourselves us engaged but zoom right we have zoom and facebook where all these wonderful conversations are going on and it's only the moment of reaching out and we can come to know if there is a temple nearby many times we have heard that a devotee came to Krishna Consciousness after 15 years because they didn't know that there was another temple just 15 miles from there where they had this inquiry. So we were in the similar positions. So again, in India, we were going from temple to temple to temple, but we could not get that devotee association. The purpose out there that is taught is you just take some offering to the Lordship, make your offering, pay obeisance, sing some prayers, and then go back so again the information comes through devotees the mercy comes through devotees and so we had to come to america to actually properly be God <laughs> conscious <laughs>
6: so and probably i wanted to add um uh, we can always also start small programs if we feel comfortable you know get together with some people and once a while, have an evening of kirtan and reading from the books. So that way, we can also form devotee association that way.
0: Yes. And,
2: and yet, you have been in Vrindavan for 21 years, so you have this experience. Means in India, every uh, small neighborhood has a temple. Yet at the same time, are people Krishna conscious? Are people God conscious? Do they know the purpose of life? That's a bigger question.
1: Nice. Yes, Prabhu. Yes, Did you want to say something, to Uh I just replied to Jeevananda Prabhuji's uh, um, uh, answer. Prabhuji, in America or Indian families, uh, I see that uh, 190% of my colleagues, they don't have the uh, altar in their home and they don't believe the Lord Krishna also. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a, that's, that's your job then? You have your, job, your, your work cut out for you? Adam, also, I was thinking, Adam, you asked so
1: many good questions, and that's very pleasing to to devotees. No, Prabhuji, um, I had one question before, but it's time passed. That our illusion, our uh, sense, of not working for the um, in devotional life. That how do I can improve, and how I can suggest to my generation, like my family and neighbor improve our devotion you know so let us know the lord krishna how we can improve our uh, life yes we need because uh the social structure is a meat fish and all those and the other cultures you know all are involved only the way to our iscon association we can improve rather than anything we can uh, i can ask you yeah. yeah that's how important association is i
0: mean just imagine if it, what was it you know I can't remember the statistics, 600,000, I don't, cows are killed every year. I think it's more than that. Uh, And that's just, we're not that much into Kali Yuga. (laughs) 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 Okay. Thank you for that question, Adam. That really got a lot of uh, good response. So we have, um, where's my text 31. Bali Maharaj has now become extremely powerful because of the benedictions given to him, given him by the brahmanas. But when he later insults the brahmanas, he will be vanquished along with his friends and assistants. Purport, Bali Maharaj and Indra were enemies. Therefore, when Bihaspati, the spiritual master of the demigods, predicted that Bali Maharaj would be vanquished when he insulted the brahmanas, by whose grace he had become so powerful, Bali Maharaj's enemies were naturally anxious to know when that opportune moment would come to pacify King Indra Brihaspati assured him that the time would certainly come for Brihaspati could see that in the future, Bali Maharaj would defy the orders of Sukracharja in order to pacify Lord Vishnu, Vamanadeva. Vamanadeva is a form of Lord Vishnu that in this past time, the, the dwarf incarnation. Of course, to advance in Krishna consciousness, one can take all risks. To please Vamanadeva, Bali Maharaj risk defying the orders of his spiritual master, Supracharya. Because of this, he would lose all his property, and because of devotional service of the Lord, he would gain more than he expected, in the, and in the future, in the eighth Manvantara, he would occupy the throne of Indra again. So, a lot here. Bali Maharaj, um, Vamanadeva, an incarnation of Krishna, walks into the room, Balimaraj's guru, who's not a devotee, says, don't pay obeisances, don't pay respects. And Balimaraj ignores that and does pay respects. And so it seems like he's in trouble with his guru and he loses everything. But ultimately, he gains Krishna um, for that act. So um, he was, he risks, here it says, to please Vamanadeva, Krishna, Balimar is risked defying the orders of his spiritual master, Supracharya. So he it was a because he knew there was there was gonna in the immediate sense there was gonna be some bad reaction from not pleasing his guru, but he knew or he had faith that by pleasing the Supreme Lord everything will be fine. Krishna will take care. Krishna will take care. So um we may sometimes find in our life that we know what's the right thing to do, we know that will be pleasing to Krishna, and, you know, we have this this weakness, uh, weakness of heart, and we, we don't do it, and it may have even been something that was very hard to do, and so, okay, life became a little easier, but it didn't please, it wasn't directly for the pleasure of Krishna, and if we don't get the realization, we don't get the spiritual protection, we don't get all of the wonderful spiritual things. So taking um, a risk, meaning focusing on giving pleasure to Krishna.
1: So questions, comments on this?
4: Okay. So...
0: We will um, end, because that was uh, the verses that I wanted to cover this week. And we will begin, and we'll probably, let me just check that chapter. Um, yeah, the end of this eighth canto, Prabhupada does not give a lot of purports. So we'll probably go through that chapter also relatively. No, there's quite a few purports towards the end. So I'll send out the reading, but it looks like that we will be on this um Chapter include called Executing the Payo Brut Process of Worship. And we will cover that next week. Okay, so we can end a little early today and um, have a wonderful week in Krishna Consciousness. Hare
4: Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.